We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. up thunder fans and welcome to the uncontested post game podcast edition i am your host for tonight taylor underscore p15 uh or taylor p <laughs> or taylor peterson you can find me at twitter on uh taylor underscore p15 i'm joined by a very special guest tonight none other than my little brother hayden peterson not so little anymore just uh finished up his uh first semester of his junior year of college which makes me feel very very old yeah, it's a good good celebration to finish the finals with Devontae Graham just getting us closer to the first pick. <laughs> closer and closer to that number one overall pick. Before we go any further, The Uncontested is a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. And as Hayden alluded to, man, a pretty wild, wild finish at Paycom Center. Um, no longer Chesapeake Arena, as, as I wanted to say. Hayden, I was talking to you a little bit um, pre-podcast. This was my first game coming back to uh, coming back to their arena, seeing a, a, a live game in person. Um, a obviously because of COVID, right? And last year they didn't let fans in. Um, and then this season, I have been a little hesitant. I mean, I'll go ahead and say I am vaccinated, um, but I've been a little hesit- hesitant because my wife is pregnant, <laughs> so we've tried to be very careful. Um, however, when Full disclosure, uh, after watching the first 20 or so games um, and, and kind of seeing what the crowds looked like at, at Paycom, um, I think it's safe to say I'm probably safer at a Thunder game than I am just going to work every day, unfortunately. Especially on a Wednesday night game. <laughs> yeah, right. But you know what, Hayden? So, um, and this is the other reason I went. I, I won tickets through uh, my company. So I was actually going with a couple coworkers. It, it was fun. Uh, okay. You know, it, um, 
I, we got lucky and, and there was other coworkers that I went with. Um, and, and it wasn't just like random coworkers within my company. It was people that I knew and really good friends of mine that were also basketball fans and Thunder fans. So we had a blast. Um, there was actually a, a really close friend of mine who won tickets as well. That was in a different section. And just because there were, were open seats, we were all able to sit together uh, starting yeah. after like the second quarter. So we had a blast. That was, that was really, really fun to get to kind of share this game with them in a really fun and crazy game to, to be back in, in Paycom Center, a.k.a. or formerly known as Chesapeake Arena. Just, uh, it, it, like I said, just a ton of fun. So w- what we're alluding to here, <laughs> what we keep uh, alluding to, and many of you listening in probably already know, but within the final seconds, the final, the last 10 seconds or so, um, SGA hits a just ridiculous three-point shot, uh, a 30-plus footer to, um, to tie the game up and you know, essentially send it into overtime. I believe there's 1.4 seconds left on the clock. Devontae Graham takes about one, maybe two steps outside of uh, the Pelicans' own three-point line. So we're talking a three-quarter length shot, a three-quarter court length shot. <laughs> and I think he drills it. I think Royce Young tweeted that it was 61 feet. 61 feet. Officially. Just absolutely insane. So I am. Uh, I'm going to go into my photos here i had a screenshot if i can find that um espn stat of course i can't here we go Devonte graham made a 61 footer at the buzzer to win the game that is the longest game winning buzzer beater over the last 25 years granted keep in mind um this is a a game winning buzzy buzzer beater so uh, i i think uh baron davis hit a longer one, <laughs> but that was like, it wasn't a game winner. It was in the middle, like, you know, it was like a third quarter buzzer beater kind of thing. Um, this was the longest game winning buzzer beater over the last 25 years. This is the first game over the last 25 seasons to feature multiple game tying or go ahead shots from 30 plus feet inside the five seconds of a game. So that Shea shot, which we will get into. And then that Devonte Graham <laughs> three quarters court shot made history which is kind of funny, Hayden. I tweeted this out from the account, but the Thunder have now lost this season by the uh, biggest margin uh, of uh, defeat <laughs> against yeah. the Memphis Grizzlies by 73 points. And now by essentially, you know, if you want to call the last 25 plus years, um, or sorry, the last 25 years, you know, basically ever <laughs> in the history of the league, the Thunder have now lost by the longest game-winning shot as well. So if that's not like a good omen to get the number one overall pick, in the 2022 draft, I don't know what is. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Brutal. So, what was uh, what was your reaction? Hayden, where were you at? Where were you uh, watching? What was your reaction to the shot? Well, so I was on the couch. shot and the, the yeah, I was, I was on the shot. couch, and when Shay, when Shay shot it because he's trying to draw the foul. I think my I don't remember what I said. My first words like, "What the hell." <laughs> and then it went in and I jumped up and I was like, let's go. And I actually started tweeting. I did one of the tweets where I like started yep. out with Shay and then started doing a bunch of random letters. And I hit send. When I looked back up at the TV, I didn't see the ball. I didn't even know who shot it at first. I just saw the ball halfway in the air and it went in and I just kind of sat there. <laughs> was like, what? Just in shock. Yeah. So that was kind of all of us in the arena. Um, so I'm sitting there with my coworkers, right? And one of them is uh, one of my laymen. Uh, and, and you know we're we're sitting together. He he follows the thunder. He's not into it quite as much as, as uh, maybe like you and I are Hayden, but he listens to the podcast. And yeah. um, this is this is like his second game I think so far this season. Anyways, um, we're sitting there, 
And I'm trying to remember, I want to say, was it Brandon Ingram who hit the the free throws to uh, yeah. make it a three-point game? And yeah. so the Thunder called timeout, get the ball, you know, obviously at, at half court, advance the ball. And uh, my coworker looks over to me. He says, we're going to overtime. We're getting free basketball here. And I was like, you're going to jinx us. He goes, nope, I'm yeah. confident it's going to happen. So Shea hits that shot. And I was recording it. And I was super excited. Yeah. I thought I had it on, on my phone. I had, <laughs> thought I had it recorded on my camera. And... uh Anyways, you know, Shea hits that shot. I look over and I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. You called it. And then we look Turn back, back up. Around. We see Devontae Graham <laughs> get the ball. And, uh, and, and even like right before that, one of my other coworkers looks at us and he goes, there's still enough time left for them to get a shot off. It was weird that he said that. And then sure enough, Devontae Graham right has after a him. historic shot. Historic shot, which hopefully will be historical. Uh, in regards to OKC and, and a draft pick. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but all that to say, yeah, it, it was just wild. Uh, just a roller coaster of emotions. And, and I almost said Chesapeake again. And the Paycom Center tonight. So, Hayden, just a, a really quick uh, recap of the game. We'll, we'll jump to some themes. Basically, this is very different um, from what we've seen from the Thunder um, so far this season in terms of how they started the game. <laughs> We've seen a lot of times where the Thunder have come back from behind, right? And um, we always have kind of made the joke as Thunder fans, like got them right where we want them, right? <laughs> when the Thunder are behind a half. Well, today, the first half, they controlled the game entirely. Um, Shea had first, or sorry, 10. Brody, come here. <laughs> Shea had 10 um, first half points. Um, Kenrich Williams had 11. Yep. First half points looked fantastic. In fact, we'll get into this, but he actually was kind of the one initiating the offense and uh, bring even bringing the ball up in some instances for that, that second unit. Uh, Trey Mann had a fantastic first half. Obviously, we're going to have to talk about his his tomahawk dunk that he had uh, as he cut back door from a beautiful pass from Giddy per usual, and it just rises up with another just tomahawk jam, which was fantastic. Uh, just a lot of great stuff to take away from the first half. They they also limited Brandon Brandon Ingram um, to. I mean, I I felt like it, they did a really good job on him defensively, and it was the second half where he really hurt the Thunder. Yeah, and um, obviously no Zion, <laughs> right? And also I, I didn't mention this, but Lou Dort still out with that that ankle sprain, and so uh, Aaron Wiggins. Two-way player for OKC gets to start tonight. Dagnault said he wasn't going to announce starters. He was going to just basically game-time decision. And um, Aaron Wiggins is the one who gets to start. I thought it might be Trey Mann this time, but it was it was Wiggins. And he actually did a really good job there in the first half. Actually had the first points for the Thunder. And I, I thought he played a good job uh, defensively as well. So all that to say, really solid first half for the Thunder. Then the third quarter happens. The, I believe the Pelicans went on. Let's see if I can find it here. I want to say, I almost said a 9-0 run. It was a 6-0 run uh, to start the third quarter. But the Thunder fought back. Um, I think a big theme there in that first half, Hayden, was that second unit that came in. I was expect, expecting to see SGA and Giddy come back in a little sooner than they did. They didn't come back in until closer to like the 4- or 5-minute mark. Yeah. Um, I was kind of expecting to see them in the 6-minute mark. It was that second unit that extended the lead. Um, I thought they did a great job. Well, unfortunately, the third quarter was kind of the inverse. I felt like the Thunder lost the lead when their second unit was in. And then from there, fourth quarter, which is kind of a grind back and forth <laughs> between both teams and a lot of, and, and look, not necessarily in a bad way, wasn't a lot of bad calls, but um, 
there's a lot of calls being made. Some of them were bad. Uh, I think there was a couple questionable calls on SGA, right? There was even a a challenge call by Dignant. Yeah. But um, yeah, then that leads kind of to the crazy ending that we talked about earlier where Shea is able to, or uh, Ingram gets fouled on purpose, obviously, hits both free throws, puts the Pelicans up three. SGA hits, tries to draw a foul because he thinks that the Pelicans are trying to foul him, doesn't get the call, but trains just a ridiculous 30-footer. It was gorgeous, and everybody's going crazy. Like, that's a superstar shot, right? Mm-hmm. And then before we even have time to process that, we look up, and Devontae Graham hits the essentially, you know, 61-footer or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of your game recap. Hayden, uh, you have anything to add before we jump to some themes? Any thoughts? No, I feel bad for Shea. But we can yeah. talk about that more later too. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like, you know, we, we there's some pictures that were taken. They did. Yeah. A, I forgot who it was. He did a fantastic job, and you just see the agony. It hurt Shea's my heart. Face. Yeah, right, right. Because Shay, you know, he's a winner. He hits that shot. He thinks they're going to, into overtime. And I promise you, if they went into overtime, um, Shay's either going to win that game or die trying. And what I mean by that is he's going to try and take control of the game, right? And um, it would have been a fantastic overtime game to watch. And unfortunately, uh, Devontae Graham hits a historic shot. Just wasn't meant to be for the Thunder. And um, yeah, yeah. And and we we get that reaction from Shay. What was your thoughts seeing that picture? It made me sad because, I mean, it's so easy after that happens, your, your first reaction is like, no way. And then you're like, yeah, well, that's not that bad. You know, one, one game closer to top three draft pick. But then when you see a picture like that, it almost kind of brings you back to reality. Like, like, yeah, we, we hop on the tank and we're ready to ride it all the way through. And then when you see your star player, who you're paying the big bucks. Like, I mean, he was yeah. like clenching his fists. I mean, yeah. that just, that hurts you as a fan because you know how bad he wants it. And that makes you just want to say, you know, screw the tank. Let's let's get Shea some wins. And it almost makes you want to just throw the tank away when you see that kind of emotion from yeah. him. And and look, Shea's a very mature, not only player, but person. And he understands what the Thunder are trying to do. Yeah. Um, but to your point, he's not going out there thinking about Paolo Benchero and Chet Holgren yeah. and Jabari Smith. Or, you know, two years from now, he's not thinking about Victor Wimanyama and, you know, fill in the blank. He's – whoever that G League kid is, I'm going blank. He was having a great uh, season so far. Another uh, Jalen, isn't it? Do what? I think it's another Jalen, but I don't no, know. No, 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 not this one. Uh, it, we'll have to look him up. Um, uh, yeah, he's, he's he, might be, he might be the first overall pick over Victor. Anyways, I'm with you. Um, it, there, <laughs> you kind of – I think Dagnall had a quote earlier in the season – when the Thunder won one of these, like you kind of have to give these guys a carrot in terms of like the bunny carrot uh, <laughs> analogy, right? And this is one of those games I think that Shea really wanted to win, especially yeah. against his cousin and stuff too. Yeah. Look, all of that's to say, we, we've gone a little long here on the game recap, but um, I'm with you. you. You could tell that Shea really wanted this game. And I, honestly, I, I wanted it for him, especially after seeing him hit another shot like that. Yeah. Hey, and it reminded me of the, the Lakers logo shot where he goes, I'm him. I'm him. I'm that guy. And, um, you know, he, he kind of, he didn't have as much of a reaction because he knew this game was going into overtime. It wasn't a game winner per se. Yeah. It was to, t- to tie it up, but I would have loved, t- we were robbed of an overtime where I think Shea would have just taken over. Taken over. Um, I agree. And guys like Kenrich who are playing well and yeah. Trey Mann that we'll get into. So that's maybe a, a pretty good, good transition here, Hayden. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Look, when I do these post games, it's just easiest for me, um, especially because these games typically end later at night after work in the mornings. Um, and it, it just makes a lot of sense to me to break these down into negatives and positives. And I say negatives first because I always like to end on the positives. And in this game, I think there were more positives than negatives. So, Hayden, let's go ahead and dive into some negatives um, before we end up with the positives. And we'll go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. My first negative, and I hate to always bring this guy up in the negatives. Because honestly, and we've been talking about this guy on our post game, or sorry, our uh, group podcast over the past couple of weeks. He has been better, and he wasn't necessarily a detriment to the team tonight. Hayden, he didn't have any plays that like made the Thunder lose, or that just made me like want to like punch myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he just did not do much of anything. Can you guess who I'm talking about? Darius Baisley. Darius Baisley, you Shocker. nailed it. You nailed it. And I think I, I tweeted this at halftime. He was zeros, well, not across the board, but in terms of the major uh, stat stat lines, right? Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists. Um, he ends the game with two points, two rebounds, zero assists, one of four from the field in 23 minutes, had two fouls, one steal. Yeah, that was about it. <laughs> Just give me your thoughts about Darius Baisley. I, I've talked enough about Baisley over the past couple of weeks. Um, all of us have. So I'm curious to get your your thoughts uh, uh, and yeah. an outside view. My thing on Bays, I still have faith in him. Not as much as I used to, but I think his big deal is finding his role. The thing that makes me so frustrated with him is when he catches the ball 
and it just like he's a he's a glue when he gets the ball when it gets the ball's getting swung around and he'll do his little between the legs bull crap that's what makes me mad about him I thought this game he did a little better there were still some times where I wanted him to give it up and swing it quicker but like you said he didn't he only took four shots I think is what you said and that's yeah. I mean I think that's an improvement for Bays because he's you don't want him taking really any more than six shots unless there's open but um I thought he did decent defense on uh Ingram tonight even when Ingram went on his tear in that I think it's the third quarter might have been fourth Baisley was in his face I mean he's fighting over those low picks that they're setting for Ingram and he was getting a hand up and it it sucks for him because Ingram was lighting him up but um <laughs> I thought the defensively he played pretty well yeah no I think that's that's very fair you know what Hayden something that stood out to me and it was interesting I kind of thought this to myself when I walked in the building and then it was about a quarter, quarter and a half in. And again, uh, one of my coworkers and friends that came with me, who was sitting next to me, mentioned this to me after I had already thought it. Basie looked much bigger to me in person than he did when I watched him in person two years ago. Um, not in terms necessarily of like muscle. He's still pretty frail in terms of his frame, but he's definitely expanded his frame, right? In, in terms of uh, width. Not so much yeah. size and thickness. Um, and he's, he also looks like he's maybe grown an inch or two, which I don't think the Thunder really? necessarily reported. He looked pretty big out there. Now, granted, the, the Pelicans were also playing fairly small yeah. due to injuries. You know, we talked about Zion and et cetera, et cetera. But still, I, I was uh, – it, it kind of like I, I noticed it, and I like wasn't thinking much of it, you know, just again because it's my first game in person in a while yep. but then my coworker mentioned it as well it falls the thunder so i found that interesting that is. i'm with you this isn't a game to heart basically on necessarily um it is good to see he was playing within his role um but I, I like what you brought up about the role right like he he had his best season arguably his rookie year when he had a very defined role yep. and he struggled with a more expanded role the thunder trying to kind of you know they, they keep talking about this experimental uh trying to find what they have in these players he struggled more with that. So does he look better as his team continues to expand and, and grow and mature? Um, and he's in a more defined role. Does he look better in that sense? I, I think that's a really good point. So my next one here, JRE. I love JRE. I think he's had a, a great, great season, obviously. But he didn't get the start tonight, which makes sense against Valachunas, who is much bigger, stronger, physical. Um, let's see, Valachunas ended with 19 points and 16 rebounds. <laughs> took advantage of the smaller thunder, but JRE doesn't get the start. Favors does instead. Give me your thoughts on JRE. I, I thought he struggled tonight. He had a very critical turnover um, in the fourth quarter, which led to a, uh, led to two points on the other end from the Pelicans in transition. Let's see. I'm looking at his stat line, six points, five rebounds, which isn't terrible, but uh, one of six from the floor, Oh, a four from three. So four yeah. of his, I love that. I love that four of his shots were from three, but he was yeah. oh, four from three. He continues to struggle there. Um, it is interesting. He had four free throws and made all of them. He had 26 minutes, so he still got plenty of playing that. time, but two fouls, two turnovers. Like I said, the second turnover was pretty critical there in the fourth quarter. Give me your thoughts on JRE, especially uh, specifically tonight, and maybe you can get into some overall thoughts. Well, tonight, I think it kind of sums up uh, his whole game. I thought he played a lot less than 26 minutes. I did and too. I think, I did I think too. that just kind of shows, even when he was out there, he wasn't doing much. Um, he had, he said four threes. He had one kind of crucial three in the fourth quarter that, you know, was his like perfect shot top of the key from a shape pass. And I thought he would knock it down and he didn't. But um, 
I mean, I'm not worried about him. He's he's a level-headed kid. But on tonight's standpoint, I mean, he fought hard. He does what he normally does. He just didn't knock down his shots. If he knocks down two of those threes, we're probably having a different conversation about him in a post-game podcast. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a, that's a really good point. Um, but he has been struggling recently, right? Yeah. And I think that's that's just worth mentioning. I don't want to, like, harp on him and say he's, like, our reason the Thunder lost the game, per se. But it, and maybe it's just because that one turnover late in the fourth quarter kind of stood out to me. Yeah. Um, and it's great to see him still get a lot of minutes. But I don't know. It kind of seemed like he had uh, – he had kind of solidified the starting role uh, for the Thunder at that starting center spot, and it, it, he kind of struggled since then. And then Favor yeah. gets the, the starting nod tonight, and and Jerry struggled again. So it's, it's just worth mentioning, keeping an eye on again. Yeah. Rookie growing pains, nothing to be worried about long term, but just something to mention in regards to tonight game and a post uh, tonight's game and a post game podcast. Now my next one. Or my next two, actually, Hayden, don't involve necessarily specific players. Um, but the Thunder three-point shooting, this has been a theme the entire season. They have not been a good three-point shooting team. Again, I got back from the game, uh, kind of jumped on here, asked if you want to join. So I haven't done, like, deep diving to see what the Thunder's three-point percentage is um, on the season or, or where they rank as a team. I know it's not great. But tonight, 13 of 35 from three, 37%. Sadly, that's <laughs> that's pretty acceptable i think for this thunder team yeah, but hayden there were so many shots especially live where i'm seeing in a game and we'll get into this where lou doesn't play um giddy and shay are the two primary creators and they're creating some fantastic shots for teammates and teammates can't hit wide open shots um yep. if the thunder are able to do that if they have capable shooters around those two guys they win this game tonight right no definitely and i just looked it up too because i was curious 30.7 three-point field goal percentage on the season, 30th in the NBA. <laughs> so we're last. We're dead last. Now we're talking. All right, tanking. Now, again, like, you know, I think earlier in the season, uh, we, we talked about the, the lack of rim protection and the lack of a true big center outside of favors, right, and how that was kind of by design. But um, I, I kind of think this is as well. Still, the Thunder are going to need some of these, these players to develop. Um and, and become good catch and shoot three point shooters. If this team is going to succeed, they can always right acquire those players via trade. They can acquire those those players um, via draft. But I think they're kind of counting on guys like Trey Mann to develop a catch and shoot jump shot. Uh, Josh Giddy to improve his his shooting. Basley Hoku Basley. All right, absolutely, absolutely. So that was just something I wanted to mention. The other one, Hayden, is uh, the rebounding. The Thunder get out rebounded sixty to forty seven again. Just kind of how they're constructed, especially when you have a big like Valanciunas on the other team yeah. who Credit just kind of feasted. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It, it would be nice to see uh, more on that end. I think Josh Giddy, who's kind of been leading the 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 team and rebounds this season, ends with uh, let's see nine rebounds. He was close, wow. close to getting that, that. that double double, uh, close to getting the triple double. Seventeen points, nine rebounds, seven assists. But um, yeah, it's just something I want to mention as well. Yeah, definitely. And Valanciunas is a beast. I knew coming in the game that we were going to struggle to get some boards with him, even Favors. I've, I've said it all year. Favors is a good backup center in the NBA. Good for the Thunder team now, but he's not He's not going to be beating out Valanciunas for rebounds. Yeah, but he fought no. hard. He fought hard. I yeah. like Favors. 
<laughs> I do too. I do too. And I thought, you know, it, it made sense to start him tonight instead of yeah, Jerry, um, especially when you're playing against a big like Valentinas. But j- just had to mention it. Now, what was interesting though, this is an area of Thunder had continuously been um, been outscored in previous games. But uh, points in the paint were actually equal tonight for the the Thunder and the Pelicans. I found that interesting. That is interesting. But look, enough of the negatives, Hayden. Let's get into the fun stuff, the positives. Let's end, end this on a high note. And you know what? We're just going to dive right into maybe the biggest positive of the night. And I have this. Th- this is two players, one positive. Shea Gildas Alexander and Josh Giddy. Shitty. Have, yeah, sh- shitty. <laughs> Not T-D. Shitty. Yeah. Um, both have fantastic games. And what's really interesting is Mark Dagnault uh, decided to match their minutes together. So he did not stagger them at all tonight. Uh, it, it's it's worth mentioning that Lou Dort did not play tonight. Uh, you know, so all three of those players have been playing uh, basically the two guard spots in the forward spot, although, you know, positionless basketball, et cetera, et cetera. But it was just interesting that without Lou, they uh, Dagnault matches their minutes together, and they both arguably have some of their best games, or at least best stat lines that they've had in a while and let's see i'm going to try and okay so mark daniel says that every minute josh getting played tonight was with sga he said it's critical that they're both better if they play off of each other um giddy mentioned i honestly loved it it's the first time we've done it shade draws so much attention and creates so much space for me and then let's see there was another um another quote from shay basically reiterating that and um, he just mentioned how important it is for, for them to play together, right? To be able to play off of each other and how he kind of almost takes, almost fills a responsibility for Giddy's development. So when you look at both of their stat lines, SGA tonight had 33 points. A lot of those were in the fourth quarter. You know, what's kind of interesting, Hayden, is, you know, SGA has been so great in the third quarter, or sorry, he was so great in the third quarters earlier in the season that it kind of became a joke amongst Thunder fans. Like, oh, no worries. Third, quarter, third quarter's coming. Shea's going to take over. Well, tonight, I and even recently, I, his third quarters have not been fantastic. Um, he was still able to score and and make things happen, but there was some some plays in the third quarter, especially watching live, that I felt like kind of forced. But um, in the fourth quarter, he looked fantastic. Obviously, the first half was, or at least the first quarter was great. He didn't score in the second quarter um, on a little more limited minutes. Yep. All that to say, Shea still had a fantastic game. Ends up with thirty three points, five rebounds, only one assist, which is interesting. Uh, 10 and 25 from the floor. Hayden, I love that 25 number. Oh, I've, I've, agreed. Attempts. I've been harping for that yep. um, recently, wanting Shade to be more aggressive. And with Lou out tonight, he Perfect did night. Uh, yep. Four of eight from three, which is the probably the biggest thing that stood out to me. His three-point shot was, was finally falling again, yep. and he needed to see that get going. Uh, I love that. Also, uh, maybe equally up there with, with the three-point shot, nine and nine from the free-throw line. With those that many shot attempts, you might want to see those those free throw attempts up a little more. Okay. Being 100 from the line nine times, you cannot complain about that at all. Obviously, led the team in minutes alongside Giddy with 36. Moving on to Josh Giddy, 17 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. So so close to being the youngest player to reach triple double. He just cannot quite get over that threshold. Eight of 18 from the floor. Obviously not a fantastic uh, shooting split, Hayden, but I also love those 18. Th- this is the way yeah. shots should be distributed. Obviously, the Dort's out, so those shots went to both Shea and Giddy as they should. Only one of five from three. Not fantastic. We can get into that some. Um, but all that to say, that was a long way of saying 
I thought Shay and uh, Josh played fantastic together, especially with their minutes match. And Hayden, we were talking about this in our uh, uncontested Slack. I'm curious to get uh, after the game. I'm curious to get your thoughts. I don't think it's coincidence they played so well together. Maybe their best game together um, so far of, of their young careers without Lou Dort, without that third guard, another guy who demands the ball, who's trying to drive to the rim. Um, what are your thoughts on that? No, that's a good point. Uh, I didn't think about that, but what actually came to my mind when I realized they played so good and when I realized they played every minute together was Baisley didn't do as much. And especially now that that's you brought a good point Baisley too. only that's took good, four I shots. I didn't realize that. That's a good that point. was the first thing that came to my mind was Baisley didn't force anything. And I think he allowed, especially Shea, to kind of do his thing and get up those 25 shots. And then him not forcing anything, he bumped up Giddy's shots. 18's quite a bit of shots for Giddy. But um, I didn't – I mean, Dort's obviously playing a part in that. But I think Baisley did a good job at that. And – I know Thunder fans like seeing that 25 shots for Shea, 18 for Giddy, yeah. and we'd like to see it more often. And yeah. no offense to Baisley, but four, four is more like where we want to see him too. Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Um, you know, Nick, he he he's come around on Dort um, about as much as I have. Every all the longtime listeners of the Incontestant know I'm a huge Dort fan. I know you are too, Hayden, obviously, yeah. and, uh, and and Nick is as well. But he just brought up a really good point, like. You know, look, that defense is just phenomenal. And him and Dort being able to do what he he does on both ends of the floor and how he's developed his game on the offensive end is, is incredibly impressive. But it, it's all about how the team fits. And um, you draft a Giddy with a high draft pick. You're obviously very invested in him. You're invested in this backcourt of SGA and Giddy. And they you know, very, very, very small sample size, but they do seem to do a little better without another primary ball handler. Yeah. Um, they might be even better if you have a a kind of a, a true three and D, um, not a creator on offense, but a a, a true spot shooter, uh, floor spacer in that spot instead of Lou. That's not saying to trade Lou necessarily. There is a there's a situation where you can still start all of them. And then bring in that kind of player. Maybe Trey Mann develops into that, for example. Yep. You can you can throw him in for a lot of those minutes with with Shea and Giddy together. Um, or you know maybe you bring Lou off 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 the bench uh, when this Thunder team is continuing again and have his elite defense and two way play uh, when you're competing in the playoffs. Or maybe you do trade Lou. You know that hopefully that's last case scenario because you all know how yep. much I love Lou. Before um, a player that fits a little better along those two. But it, all that to say, I think it's worth mentioning, Hayden, uh, that, that Shea and Gay looked much more comfortable together, maybe for the first time this season, when Lou wasn't playing alongside them, right? Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, let's move on to our next positive. Kendrick Williams, Hayden. Kenny Hustle did great. I love that guy. Um, I will be so sad. Hey, look, if the Thunder get blown away with an offer at trade deadline that they can't, um, they can't refuse, and Kendrick is okay going to that team, I get it, but I'm going to miss that guy so much. He was fantastic tonight, and what I love the most, Hayden, the thing that stuck out to me the most, with they don't say not to stagger Giddy and Shea and play them the exact same minutes. You know, Mateo getting burned in the um, in the G League earlier today with the blue, not getting a ton of time. Obviously, he didn't decide to go to, to Ty Jerome as a backup point guard. He kind of let Kenrich run the offense. I'm not sure yeah. if that was by default or sorry, if that was by uh, design 
or maybe Kenrich just kind of took on that role himself. Either way, I love it. Tell me a little bit about what you saw from Kenrich tonight. I mean, I'm in a Thunder group chat on Twitter, and I they they bring up you know these trade situations for Kenrich all the time, and I am on the train. Keep Kenrich. I think he could be a big part of this team for five, six years from now, even though he will be in his 30s. But like you said tonight, he handled the ball much more than usual, and I love that from him. Because he's so he, I mean, he rarely makes a mistake. Um, I would love to see more of him just grabbing a rebound and just pushing it down the floor and initiating the offense that way. Yeah. I think that would free up Shea some, and even Giddy just to get some get some more driving lanes. But the way he played tonight is what I would like to see from him every night: handle the ball a little more, and then when he knocks down his threes like that, I mean, you can't find a better role player in the NBA, in my opinion. I I couldn't agree more. I think you're spot on there in terms of how he should be used. I also want to bring up the point. I I had this thought as I was watching the game live. Um, I kind of get like these, uh, some of these thoughts live that I don't get necessarily watching on TV. Um, and, oh, (laughs) I lost my, oh, um, if if the Thunder, I I think there's a world where Kenrich closes games with the Thunder with that starting lineup instead of, you know, one of those players. Honestly, you probably take Baisley out. Um, you, you lose some size there, but I think it, it, if they don't do that every single game, the Thunder probably have quite a few more wins. I, agree. Than well, I was now. surprised. I'm not saying they sh- that they should do that because yeah. I, I understand the you know the kind of the purpose of this season and, and where the Thunder as a franchise. But if they were trying to win as many games as possible with this current roster, I think you you close with Kenrich. Yeah, right? well, he, he took he put in Wiggins. I think probably around the four minute mark in the fourth quarter. For Kenrich, and I was a little shocked by that. I'm not gonna lie, but and, to and your things kind of went downhill, and then yeah. you stuck Kenrich back in, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with yeah. like 130 or like 145 yeah, or whatever. That's a really good point. I'm glad you mentioned one that. minute mark. So just looking at Kenrich's stats: uh, 17 points, six rebounds, three assists, six of nine for the from the floor, five of six from three. That's one last thing I want to get in uh, for him. 26 minutes. It's kind of funny. He was he was a, obviously the biggest plus minus for the team at 20, plus 20. But the three-point shooting, we, we can't move on from Kenrich without talking about that three-point shooting. Five yeah. of six from the – or sorry. Um, yeah, five of six from the floor. That's that's impressive. And exactly what this Thunder team needs, um, you know, it's, it, in a way, uh, as somebody who's very invested in this Thunder, Thunder team's long-term future and being a contender for as long uh, as possible so we don't have to go through what we're currently going through again um, for a very, very, very long time. I obviously want the Thunder to get some elite players in this upcoming draft, and honestly, uh, hopefully in the the draft after that as well. So it's kind of nice that, like, Kendrick is able to have a game like this and the Thunder still, like, just barely lose. It's much better, for example, than losing by 73 to the Memphis Grizzlies. But all that to say, Hayden, I, I thought Kendrick was just fantastic tonight, one of his better games. 100%. Uh, 100%. All right. So, uh, well, two more. This this next one we'll go through kind of quickly. Um, not because he didn't have a great game, but just because there's not as much to talk about, just because his role is, is so is so much more limited on this team. But Mike Muscala, 16 points, five rebounds, one assist, four or six from the floor, two or four from three. That always surprises me. Like when I see these big, these quote unquote big sat lines from Mascala. I always think like, oh man, like he, he you know, he was lighting it up from outside. He only had yeah. two three point shots tonight, uh, only four attempts, but he just fits so well with how the team Rock operates. Rock solid. And, and when it was a close game tonight, 
Pause. you saw that Mescala was the uh, was the center that that the Thunder went with rather than one of those other centers, right? Yep. I mean, I love I love Mike. I kind of mentioned it about JRE just being level headed. You put in Mike Mescala, you know what you're going to get, and I love role players like that. Kendrick Williams, kind of the same way. He never does anything outside of his role. You never see him take a bad shot. Never see him try to make a stupid pass, bring the ball up. When you put him in, you know what you're going to get, and that's what you want from your role players. And fits so well with how this team's currently constructed yeah. around star players <laughs> yeah. and Shea, Giddy, Lou. He just fits that yeah. perfectly. And um, I, I did. All, I also love seeing JRE play alongside him rather than JRE just playing solely yep. center. He played four. Uh, power forward alongside Mescala at center. And I, I like that a lot as well. Yeah. And I hate my last one here. Uh, I mean, becoming a quickly becoming a Thunder fan favorite. Um, I think giving them a ton of optimism for the future. I, I made you guess on one of the negatives. I want you to guess about the player I'm about to bring up here. Who have I not mentioned so far? Trey 1K. Trey 1K. Trey man. 100 emoji. Tattooed on the shoulder for a reason. That dude's a bucket. Look, this wasn't oh even his God. best game of the season necessarily, but maybe some of his biggest highlights. Obviously, he has that baseline dunk I alluded to earlier in the podcast where he he cut it, uh, cut on the baseline, Giddy finds him for the Tomahawk dunk. And then maybe the most impressive play from him tonight hey, was in the third quarter. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. He he basically st- he, he starts driving, right? He has a quick... I don't know if you call it a pullback, but basically just he stops. Uh, he, he it's like a snatch. Forward. Yeah, snatch. Yeah, like a yeah. snatch move. He puts one foot forward, gets the defenders on his heels, pulls up with a between the legs, um, between the leg move where he creates space. Instead of pulling up from there like he could have, he sees the defender stumbling, drives right by him for a nice little layup. It was gorgeous. Gorgeous. I, I think he even did his, his like off foot layup. I could be wrong on that, but I think he did. And that's that the off foot layup he has. And Joseph said like about? the hezzy. Yeah, it was a hesitation oh, move. I was just trying beautiful. to be specific and describe it for, for listeners yeah. who didn't get to watch the play. But um but yeah, Trey, again, not hit necessarily his best game for the Thunder so far, but I love nine points, um, two rebounds, four assists, four of eight from the floor, only one of two from three. It's kind of surprising. Uh, one of the, uh, the the one he made was a spot up three, catch yep. and shoot three from Shea which I love because I think you that's like critical that, yeah. for the Thunder success when he's playing alongside uh, Giddy and Shea. When he's not, just let him do what he does as a spark plug yeah. off the bench, right? We saw him kind of facilitate that second unit some with Kenrich. All that to say, I loved what we, what we saw from Trey. I love that he was aggressive. Um, he had five fouls. A lot of those were growing pains, rookie growing pains. I saw him leave his feet a lot. Oh, he ended up with six. He fouled out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. True. Dagnall screwed him over. <laughs> I forgot about that. Good point. Yeah, they they uh, they gave the foul to Trey instead of um, Shea. Shea. That's why he didn't. But he was he was in some of those important lineups there. Basically, he's playing with the starters plus Kenrich. Yeah. Um. There during down the stretch until he got that sixth foul. That makes sense. Yeah. But um, all to say, I just I loved what we saw from Trey. Love his confidence, and I love the confidence that Dignall now has in him. Right. Yep. Yeah. Confidence all all around for Trey Man. Starts yeah. with him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, really excited about the stuff we saw from Trey. Hopefully we continue to see it. 
Um, just some some quick interesting thoughts here at the end. Obviously, Poku did not play tonight because he played uh, quite a bit with the Blue, and I think he will continue to here uh, before the Thunder go back on a road trip where he'll be, you know, move back up. He wasn't able to play tonight, but after I think Dale had a quote, you know, with guys like Teo and um, Poku who are playing so many and, and Roby who are playing so many minutes with the Blue, they don't want to put them risk injury playing them, you know, a lot of minutes with the Thunder as well. So that's why we didn't see Roby tonight. We didn't see Poku, and we barely saw Teo. Oh, he did have a fantastic and very critical play there uh, at the end of the third quarter. Um, oh, and he uh, that, that's where I was <laughs> going with that is he said Trey Manuel will be going back down soon. Not because yeah. of anything he's doing, right? But this is all part of the developmental. Development. Yeah, right, right. The, the developmental uh, program he, and he plans that they have for these young players, right. And so it's good to see uh, Poku down there. Uh, I'm really curious if this kind of gives him some confidence. He'll, he'll play another game or two and then Dignall also mentioned to see that to expect more of these players to go down with the blue when they have a more regular schedule in January um so I think we'll see a lot of these guys going back and forth come yeah. that time so anyways Hayden a, a very very fun game obviously ends in dramatic historical fashion historical buzzer beater as the Thunder drop their 19th loss of the season to the Pelicans 113 to 110 Thunder are now 8-19, um, only ahead of the Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons in terms of um, tanking and, and and being third to last in the league. The Pelicans, without Zion, obviously are going to be a factor there as well. They're, they're now 9-21, and just right above the Thunder after this win. Thank you all for tuning in to the Uncontested Postgame Podcast. We'll be back with you all again on Saturday. Thunder get a nice little, a nice little break this week. You know, they had a couple games in between Sunday's night Sunday night's game and tonight's game and they get another couple of days of rest and practice before the Thunder take on the Clippers Paul George comes back to OKC Saturday night 7 p.m we will have you all covered for that as well obviously our, our group podcast or re- regularly scheduled podcast on Sunday um, you guys can tune into that Sunday evening thank you all again for tuning in thank you to my man my day Day one since A1 or A1 since day, well, whatever. A1 since day one, my little brother, Hayden Peterson. You can follow him at Twitter at HPOKC. Yep. Is that it? Yep, HPOKC. Boom. And until next time, Thunder up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.